regular basis to engage the kids at their level, bring the gospel and God's word to them so that they understand and they can engage, that they can ask questions and really take it to their hearts. I specifically believe it's also important for those who primarily speak Spanish for us to have interaction specifically for them. However, we also believe we're employed big family, and we want to make sure it happens on a regular basis is that all of us work together. And well, we may not understand everything that's being said or done, but we know that we're family, we're doing it in love, we're doing it in Straight to charge and it doesn't cut him. <laughs> what I want you to see about this 
Peter is going to instruct us through the Holy Spirit that even if I just put it in there so it's, it's showing green already, but Love life in Christ. 
And how do you want to do it? I think we got a really work on this sometimes. And I've had to do this before. Has anybody ever been to like a square meeting that felt like a misery competition? Have you ever been to one of us? And like, let's all go to the Lord and pray. And it starts with things like, you know, God lost and sick dogs, and before you know you're in cancer, and your relatives are dying, and marriage is falling apart. And after 35 minutes of sitting in a room supposedly with people who have abundant joy and a cup overflowing, all you've heard about is the worst thing. I didn't read any of this stuff on it, so. Now, don't get me wrong. Are we supposed to pray for bad things? Yes. Part of the beauty of the family of God is that we divide each other's pains. Right? When we go through tough times, we don't go through them alone. We have brothers and sisters to lean on. We have a God there to support us and lift us up. But let's just pause for a second and think about it. If we have a greater joy, a greater love, a greater purpose and passion in life, most of the time when you sit in the room and talk to us, should our conversation be more loving, more joyous, more excited than normal people's? Like, this is an example of what I'm saying here. There should have been like a, amen, brother, yes! Instead of like a, I don't really know about that. Where's the excitement? Where's the energy? I mean, when's the last time your church looked more like the Spurs Stadium during a playoff game than a library? Sounds a little bit better. Why is it in a couple weeks, we will see people, I mean, like, I can just be honest with you this here. I have never gotten to church three hours before church and seen people with the building lot in the parking lot prepping for service. Grilling it out, cooking, going, man, it's going to be a good sermon today. It's closing up that suffering series. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I've never seen that. Now, have I seen people rolling in 15 minutes late? Like, I think, I think he's almost done. We, we're in time for food. We're good. We're good. Right? I've seen that. I've never seen the opposite. Why? If you're around the people who have abundance of joy, love, purpose, passion, happiness, have family in their lives all around them, we should be some fun people to be around. We should be some exciting people to be around. And yes, are we going to share these sad moments? Yes, but they should be blessed. They should be these little blips on the radar, and most of the time, you just see this passionate family move forward. And so, make sure that your life in Christ is a life you love. In fact, it should be so amazing that even when the world tries to crush you, even when the world throws sickness or persecution or trials at you, you can stay there and still join you. In fact, you can ask me anything that we'll be screaming and screaming that and saying, hey, no matter what's happening, you people will not do Your sins have been forgiven. You have a God that died to show you how much he loves you. And you know, no matter what happens to you, you will be in heaven one day with him. Please tell me what sadness you can line up in comparison to that. It's weird because last week it was so solid. That's what he wants us to come back to. This church can have it so beautiful, so amazing. All safety is good. It can't touch it. It can't break it. It can't handle it. That's the focus we've got to have. And so we want to make sure as we look at being Christians, 
we are ones that love life. What does the verse say? The one who desires life to love and see good days. I think it's not as we think of because God is continually talking to us about the morals that we're supposed to have for our life. We think that God's just trying to stop some money. I'll be honest, people find out I don't drink at work. A lot of times I'll get feedback from the lake. How do you have fun with your friends then? And I'm like, if you got to drink to have fun with your friends, you're the wrong friends. If that's what you need to have a good time with, then let me give you a hint. It means your friends are boring. And only when you're not thinking straight do you think they're funny. I prefer to fight people that sound funny or funny. Because they're entertaining to be around. That I like to talk to. If I need some chemical substance to make this get along, I'm looking at a friendship. Okay? We've got to find how we fill our lives with this kind of joy. Now, the second thing he says here for us, and this is important, do good in the face of evil. Every Sunday before we leave, what do I tell you? I tell you, you've been given what? A spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. I tell you that because God tells us that he put his Holy Spirit in us. And if that spirit lives in you, it doesn't matter who you are. If the spirit of God lives in you, power, love, and self-discipline are there. There's no argument for that, which means that as Christians, every single one of us, when I look at us, we should go, that is a person of power, that is a person of love, that is a person of self-discipline. Every single one of us. And you know the power is? Real power is when everything is coming against you, you become so confident in who you are, you go, you can't change. Curse me, beat me, spit at me, lie about me. You will not make me what I'm not. That was the beauty of Christ. Nailed to the cross, suffocating and dying. And what's he doing? Loving people. Why? Because that's what he did. The people who put him there, he's praying. People blame it on solar flares. They don't know what they're doing. You could make this I know there's a lot of things that can interfere with it. It just doesn't make any sense that it was good. And so what you and I have to realize is in times of stress, of suffering, of trial, when evil comes our ways, the natural human reaction is to reciprocate. That's how the kids that they use that, right? If somebody calls you a kid, what do they do? No, they're naked. Right? Like, parents, how many times have you seen that turn into a pejorative conversation between your children, right? You're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. Well, you're dumb. No, you're dumb. Well, you're, right? And it all started because one person said something negative, which then created this chain of negativity, right? Somebody pushes you. What do you want to do? Push them back. Culture is taught us whatever comes our way, we bounce right back with it. What God's saying is, no, I still want to hit that power. link button because of things. When evil comes your way, when stress comes your way, when hate comes your way, you stand there and you respond to love. You respond to goodness. 
You actually do the opposite. That's what brings people up. And so what he said to us throughout this book is even though you are in your toughest times, I still expect you Speaking of you have one hour. I expect it over to a three Even in the darkness, we are the light. In fact, in the darkness, that's when it's most important. That we are the one. Very good. If you have to suffer, suffer for good. The point is, look, everybody in life suffers. That's the nature of life. When we let sin into this world, we can fight death into this world. And when death comes, it brings pain, it brings hurt, it brings trials. All of us are going to go through tough times. If we know that thing, isn't it better to go through tough times because you're persecuted for standing for Christ and for doing what's right than suffering for doing what's wrong? Have that mindset that says, you know what? I can't control the circumstances. I can't control what the world throws at me. I can't control what people do to me. What I can't control is how I will be and how I will act. I will be both. Whether it's here on earth or not, I will do good. Um, I'm just out? cool with my trash yeah. cans. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll come away at some point. Stuff I spit in. A oh. bunch of bottles. We're going, we're going, Mike. This one up? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did his mic go out? No, he just couldn't do it anymore. Suffer, suffer for doing good. And look at how he keeps talking at us, right? Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for the sake... Thank you. Even if you should suffer for this, do what is right. And the point that you and I have to have is, as soon as you master... Who is your master in life? There's only one person you should care about, and that should be God Almighty and His Son, Jesus Christ. If I have to choose to do things to please people in this world or to please Him, that should be an easy call for me all day, every day. I am going to do what matters so that I can look up at Him, not in shame and guilt, but in telling Him, well, Father, I'm not perfect. I came at it with everything I got. I mean, guys, that's the beauty of Christianity. Is it's not about whether we're good or not. Because let me just fill you in. You're not. None of us are good enough to get to heaven by ourselves. But the point of it is, is that you want. When he looks at your life, he will see a pattern that says, I'm not going to be gay. You know why I love that? Because I'm one of those people that I've given all I have to things and still fail. Like you have those things in your life where you're like, I, I put it all there, man. Like as an athlete, I could give everything I have. Like, guess what? It wasn't enough. So I went. I know it's shocking to you guys. After I went going back and back, and then you look at me, you're like, wow, amazing. But yeah, the athleticism just wasn't there. What's going on today? I had classes where I'd give every bit of effort and intelligence I had, and you know what happened? I still wouldn't get an A. 
because I just wasn't smart enough. There were things in life repeatedly and regularly where I could pour it all out. And you know what the world said? Not good enough. The, dedication the beauty of Christ is, is that you and I are trying to earn Can you do the invitation for me for a minute? The beauty of Christ is it's been given to us, and because of that, every day we're living to show him. I'm so thankful. And what I like about that is I know I can do that. Right? Like, I can't guarantee I'll be a perfect father. I just hope I haven't, like, permanently damaged them for the rest of their lives. But what I am pretty confident in is, is that those little guys will go, my dad loved me. He wasn't a perfect guy. He wasn't the smartest guy. He wasn't the funniest guy. He was handsome. But, why, well, that wasn't funny. <laughs> but he did love us. And we know that. Because he always gave everything he had. It's the same thing with my marriage. I'm not a perfect husband. I don't even know why she married me some days. But you know what I do know? I can give everything I've got to a point that she knows I want her and I love her. And the same thing goes for my God. I fail him every single day. But at night, I want to lay my head down on that pillow with the effort and energy going to it that he knows, hey, Luke came at me today. Luke ran at me with everything he had to do. That's all we're trying to do to organize. Not to be perfect. Not to be amazing, but to get whatever he's given us, lay it at his feet and say, Father, it is yours. I'm going to leave you with one last verse. John 10.10. 10. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I want you to look at that. That is what Jesus said he came to do. So I need to get real with this. Jesus, the Son of God, the Almighty, the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, the one who was without fault. He said he came with one thing to do, and that was to give you life abundantly. This is like life just overflowing. If you don't have that, then one of two things is true. Either he's a liar, or you don't have him. Those are the only options. Either he's a liar or we don't have him. And so, brothers and sisters, I need you to look into your heart and look into your life and ask if you've really given yourself over to Christ. And, and, and let me be real here. I've said this before, but let me just clarify. There are so many Christians I run into, they're not really Christians. Here's what I mean by that they've invited Jesus into their life to be a consultant to be a friend, to be an advisor, to be a buddy. And what that means for them day to day is that they live their lives their way. In their wisdom, in their power, pursuing their goals, pursuing their dreams. And only, only when they come up short do they then turn and go, hey Jesus, what do you think I should do with this? Or you know what Jesus, I'm going to give you my wish list. And if you could use your magic God powers to make these things happen, I'd really appreciate that. In fact, some of us, we even do the bargaining. Have you ever in your prayers been like, you know, God, I've been going to church lately. God, I haven't been drinking as much. God, I haven't been cussing as much. I mean, throw me a bone here, right? Like it's some kind of trade. That's not here to serve you. 
but it's, it's not around You're the metal surface. It's taking it sitting on top of a metal case. And so for some of us, when mm-hmm. we have that mentality where Christ is our, our buddy, our friend, but you don't want to try resetting He's the master. We wake up each day and go, this is not my world. We're not sure that not. We don't wake up and go, God, help make all these things happen. We go, God, what I do to help make your things happen. And when that happens, that's when we have that abundant life. That's when we have a life that's overflows. But you can pull from Brothers and sisters, I can tell you this is real. I don't drive a nice car. I don't live in a super great house. I don't make a lot of money. But I can't tell you the number of days I sit in my house with my family and thinking about what God's done and go, how did I get all this? Amen. How is it that I have all these things? And I hope that family worship, as you look around this room, you have that feeling too. How did God give me a family like this? How did God bring little brilliant children like this into our lives that we get to be role models to that we get to love, care, protect, and shape. Ah, he's given us so much. Stop focusing on what you don't have. And start focusing on the abundance that he has filled you with. I'm going to ask Brother Joe to come forward. We're going to go into a time of prayer. Brother James will be in the back. And I encourage you, if there's something on your heart that you need somebody to pray with you about, you come up and let us know. If you're sitting there and you, you haven't ever really made Jesus your master, you just kind of had him as a, a friend who's along for the ride, I encourage you to have that conversation with him. And as always, if it's too much to come up during service, we understand. You come find us after. Call us, you text us, you email us, you find us. We always have time to pray with you, to talk with you, and to help you along your journey. Let me go ahead and I'm going to pray for us to start, and then we're going to sing to close out. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for giving us more than we could ever dream of. Father, one of your servants once said that if you never give us another thing, that we would still have so many blessings that we could worship you from here to eternity. To complete and utter joy. Father, let that be the spirit in our hearts. Thank you for your son. It just reminds me that it was the other one that I needed. I pray, Father, that as we look at this room, that you will see a room full of powerful, loving, disciplined people. We love you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.